On this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, we all go a little mad sometimes. Hello everyone, I am EBC, E Bloody Candy, Tony, whatever you want to call me nowadays. Uh, we are, I'm doing, oh, I'm doing a light episode to try and, uh, fill the void, so to speak, right now. Um, we still got some personal life things that we're taking care of. Uh, not, I don't have an ETA on big episodes, but in the meantime, I will grace your ears with my, with my voice, uh, with this light episode number 58. Uh, so before we dive into this episode's game, things that I have been up to, I've been getting back into streaming uh, exclusively on the weekends right now. Uh, it's really the only time I have. To, it's really the only time I have to do it. Uh, I'm actually really busy during the week. Um, Mondays is either wow wow raids or, tra or training uh, weight training. Tuesdays wow raids. Wednesdays are D and D night. Thursdays are either wow raids or weight training again. Uh, Friday nights are typically weight training as well. Saturday mornings are weight training. Uh, for those that don't know, I've um, been trying to turn my life around a bit and kind of get back into shape and get back into fighting form again of what I used to be when I was younger and. Uh, I've been been trying to change the nutrition, working out, and everything else. I have a uh, I'll, maybe I'll share it on social media. I have a, a video of me deadlifting 425 pounds, um, which is something I haven't done in <laughs> years. So um, it's it's nice to get back to that point and push even further, but. Um, so yeah, I've been getting back into streaming. Uh, I've been playing. I've I've played a lot of games actually since I've last talked to y'all. Uh, we'll start from bottom up on my list here. So I've played the Little Mermaid, the Battle of the Two Kingdoms for the Game Boy Advance. Awful game. Uh, I could not recommend a game more. Uh, it's not even. It's not even a game. The game plays itself. Don't waste your time. Honestly, graphically it looks good. That's it. That's 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 where it stops. Um, <laughs> I played Captain Captain Knickknack for the Mega Duck. Uh, for those that do, for those of you that don't know what the Mega Duck is, it was a Game Boy clone that was made in Hong Kong, I believe it was somewhere in Asia. Uh, but it was actually a little popular in Europe. But we played Captain Knickknack, which was a uh, shoot 'em up. Uh, it was kind of fun. It was it was okay. It's a very short game, five five stages, very short game, kind of fun. Uh, then we played Ghost at the Arcade, which was a Game Boy homebrew for the Game Boy Compo that was that happened a month or so ago. Very very cute game. Um, the premise is, is that you're in the arcade, you look weird, a kid accidentally kills you, you're a ghost, you have to beat the highest scores of all of these kids. And then you can either go off to heaven, or you can be, or you can get brought back to life. Um, kind of a dark story, but an actual a super fun game. 
Uh, then I played Friend of the Void, which is another Game Boy homebrew. Uh, that was done during the um, the Game Boy Showdown uh, that uh, Tronimal is a part of. And I finally got a chance to actually play that from start to finish. And it's an interesting game. I'll give it that. I wish... I wish it was a little more polished. I understand they didn't have a lot of time to, to do the game and whatnot, but I do wish it was a tad bit more polished. And I would actually love to see a full-length game based off of that uh, concept. Uh, then I went back and played Neighbor, uh, which is a Game Boy homebrew as well. Uh, horror, Another horror game. Uh, because they recently fixed uh, some game-breaking bugs in the final chapter of the game. So I went back and played that, and still fun, still a good game. Uh, that played Sapphire and Shiny. So I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Max Oakland. Uh, I feel like Max and I have started a, a pretty nice friendship online. Uh, Max makes some, some really cool games, and he uh, just recently put out a Kickstarter and... Uh, Got, got his uh, Kickstarter funding met very quickly. Congratulations, Max, uh, for an upcoming game called Wink for the Game Boy. So, um, Sapphire and Shiny is a reskin of um, Ruby and Rusty, which is a platformer game uh, that you have to collect. Heck, is it? I don't want to call them gems. They might be gems. I can't remember what they are now. Gems or hearts or something. And you have to save the... Well, with Ruby and Rusty, you have to save the crows. Sapphire and Shiny scare the crows away. But along the way, you fight the witch and everything else. For the most part, it's the same game. Uh, just a reskin of it. But it's still incredibly fun. Um, after I played Space Gulls, which is an NES homebrew. Um, I recently played Space Gulls because we, uh, we hosted a one-night... One night only tournament uh, on RGL TV for Space Gulls. And I figure if I'm going to commentate the game, I should probably play the game <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I played it absolutely phenomenal game. Could not recommend that game more. Uh, and then I played another NES homebrew game called Bobble, which was made from the same people that did Space Gulls. And Bobble is an interesting concept, but it is extremely frustrating um for me it was in a way i beat it i had fun i found all the duckling or ducklings gooselings whatever they are found them but uh i definitely was very frustrated with the game to start um but really cool concept the next game is what this episode is going to be about and that's cryohazard which is another game boy homebrew it is a point and click horror game um we'll dive more into that later uh, I also played Grand Theft Auto Advanced for the GBA. Super fun game, super buggy. Uh, that's all I gotta say about that. Then I played High School Musical for the Game Boy Advance. And before you go, wow, what a crap game. It actually ain't all that bad. It does overstay its welcome, don't get me wrong. But it's actually not a terrible game. It's like a platformer meets DDR. It's kind of, it's, it's not awful. I thought it'd be a lot worse. Um, I played Assassin's Creed Altair's Chronicles for the Nintendo DS. Awful game. I love Assassin's Creed games. Awful game. Don't even play it. <laughs> Another game I can't recommend 
at all. Um, and then recently, I have been playing Assassin's Creed Mirage on the PS5, which was the latest uh, latest release for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Came out on Thursday, so was it the sixth or the seventh, whatever it is. So. We've been playing through that right now. I think we're actually almost halfway through the game, and we've actually almost have collected most of the things, too. This might be one of my faster Assassin's Creed Platinums for in a while, so I'm actually pretty stoked on that. Um, really beyond that, WoW Classic, obviously. We have um, Ice Crown Citadel, ICC coming out here um, a week after this podcast, or after I... Uh, next week... I'm trying to think of dates right now. I haven't done a podcast episode in a while um, next week. So by the time this episode comes out, ICC will already be out, and I'll be raiding back to three days a week again. Uh, what else have we been up to? Uh, Tiny 10 is still going to happen. Um, Mo and I have been discussing games, discussing a list, trying to get that stuff rolling. So those of you that are... Tiny Ten Enthusiasts, keep your eyes and ears open. There will be something coming down the pipeline. Might just be a little later than normal just because of real-life stuff that we have going on. Um, I can't even give you a hint of what the list is because the, the list ain't even finished. So <laughs> I can't even give you a hint at what to even expect for the list. <laughs> um, I gave my suggestions. Let's just say that. Uh, and they are bangers. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, all the games that I choose for the Tiny Tent are usually the hot speed runs for that month. That's all I'm saying, all right? I just, I, I have, I just know what the people want, all right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, beyond that, work, trying to get healthy. And then stream me a little bit on the weekends, trying to post a little bit on the YouTubes, trying to get some videos up and rolling on that, doing whatever it is I can for RGL. We just got done doing a um, um, Super Pitfall uh, Chase the Record event uh, Saturday night, so the 8th, where uh, we had five runners chase... Um, Whitman's super pitfall record and uh, we had some really nice runs that night like we had a 505 we had a couple 508s like we had some baller runs last night uh, if you're not familiar with a super pitfall speed run it's literally if you don't get in you literally go go against this wall and you hold right against the wall and pray to the RNG gods you get two clips into the wall to, to zip up otherwise you reset in the first like 45 seconds of the run it's a really, really good speedrun. Um, and then we also had the uh, SNES Sprint uh, reveal race um, on the 8th as well, too, in the afternoon. I unfortunately missed most of that because I was sleeping. <laughs> I degened Assassin's Creed a little too hard Friday night. But I got to commentate the the Chase the Record event. That was that was fun. That was awesome. Um, then the various... Uh, one night only tournaments that we had going on. Like we had wind jammers, we had space gulls. Um, I know we'll have a few coming up in the horror marathon for RGL, uh, Ghoul School in Castlevania. 
So I know we got a couple more coming up. I know we have. I know there's a little bit of a push to get some Sega games into the O knots as well right now too. So it's been a lot of back end playing with RGL, a lot of lock up, a lot of back end talks, trying to figure stuff out. So been busy, been really busy. But uh, yeah, beyond that, that's really all I've been up to. Um, we're actually gonna be talking about, like I said earlier, we're gonna talk about Cryohazard, Game Boy Homebrew released by Burst Air. Uh, and we'll have more on that when we take a after our short little break here. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that song. That song is called Combat. Um, you can get the um, you can get the Cryohazard OST over on uh, BurstAir.Bandcamp.com. So uh, if you're if you're liking what you're if you're liking what you're hearing, you can go check that out. Go give them some support there. But um, Cryohazard was released October first, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, and was released on itch.io. Developed, published, and composed by Burst Air. This is basically a one-man, uh, basically a one-man, uh, one-man game. Had some help uh, from um, a person named A. Vaccarelli for some cover art and beta testers. Uh, wintry mix, acidic, acidic four, acidic IV. Um, Zexy and Zorilla 33. Uh, the game was created with Game Boy Studio and Asprite. Uh, and since it was 2022, probably GB Studio 2, if I had to guess. Potentially 3. Potentially 3. Um, the game is a horror point and click game. So. Before we dive into the plot, this game takes a lot of inspiration from the old classic point-and-click games that you typically played on your MS uh, on an MS DOS computer. Um, it takes a lot from Choose Your Own Adventure books. So think of, uh, I guess, Goosebumps isn't really Choose Your Own Adventure, but there was a bunch of different Goosebumps books out there, uh, and then B-grade horror films. Um, Cryohazard is a short story of waking from the cryogenic sleep in a dilapidated research facility full of mystery, mayhem, and monstrous mutants. Multiple endings and numerous gruesome deaths, that is true, are abound in this game designed for the original Game Boy compatible with emulators and real hardware. Um... When it says numerous gruesome deaths, it means numerous gruesome deaths. Uh, this game has five endings and probably 45 ways to die. <laughs> um, when I played through the game blind, I didn't find my I didn't find my first my first uh, ending until after I think like four or five deaths. So. One of those types of games. Uh, controls are as follows. D-pad is your cursor movement. 
The A button is your interact and use item. Your start button is your open inventory menu. Um, so there is an inventory system into the game. And the way the game operates, so we'll get more into this and when we get to like the ending section, but the way the game operates, yeah, like you have an inventory system, but you don't really get anything more like you can get some codes you can get some like extra little pieces but like you get a med kit once you use that med kit you don't get another one uh <laughs> that's just how that is so you gotta be you gotta be under you have to understand what you're about to get into that way you know what to use for the item and the big my probably one of my biggest complaints of the game is that there's no checkpoint system so if you've been playing for a while, let's say like 15, 20 minutes, and you get to the point where like, oh, you died because you chose the wrong option or you went the wrong way, you have to start the entire game over again. Uh, it would have been nice if there was a checkpoint system after like you've left a room or entered a room or, or something of all, along those lines to let you pick and choose other paths going forward from that, from that moment. Um, I get it's a Game Boy game. I understand that. I get you know one person made the game, but uh, I would say that's probably what that was probably one of my biggest complaints with with the game. Um, for control uh, as for controls, the cursor actually moves very fluidly, and you can actually buffer the controls while the game while the room is loading. I would say the cursor is a little too big for some of the areas, but overall the cursor movement is very fluid. Uh, and then text per text progressment is a little weird sometimes. So if you're not expecting a short sentence and you're and you're hitting A or tapping A, you'll skip by it very quickly uh, because in the speed run you literally just mash the A button for ten minutes. Um, we'll get more into that later on, but you 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 can skip dialogue if you're not paying attention. So gameplay, as I mentioned. Um, in the plot, this is a choose your style, choose your adventure style game. So there aren't really levels, there are endings um, or choosable paths. So before we dive into those those endings or those choosable paths, um, I want to discuss the game as a whole. So Cryohazard is a nice trip of nostalgia uh, for an 80s and 90s kid. Uh, the game is very reminiscent of like a Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps uh, type of narration um and you must make choices through the game and your choices have an impact on the actual player uh this is a there is a basic battle system with hit points and you can heal with a med kit uh however uh, a lot of the times when you choose the wrong path you'll just outright die from the environment there's no chance of defending yourself it's not like dragon's lair um when you die in the game, as I said earlier, it's game over. You have to start from the beginning of the game again. The game graphically is very nicely done. It captures a very nice atmosphere. It's creepy. It's gross. First Air did a phenomenal job graphically, creating a very nice, creepy environment uh, for the player to, to navigate through. Um... The ability to interact with nearly anything that you put the cursor over and press A on is a really cool touch, and it really gives you that old MS-DOS point-and-click feel where, like, you can click on, like, a computer keyboard 
or a window or a chair or a mirror or something and it, it like there will be a dialogue interaction popping up of the player like reading something and how they've interacted with that environment a very nice immersive uh feeling to it i would say one of the weaker points to the game would be the music and audio the music and audio is something to be a little bit desired in my opinion because after playing the game for about two three hours it does get a little old but as i said earlier this game was built by one person i'm not gonna complain too much about audio about audio and sound effects so let's just put that aside real quick um but yeah so like let's dive into the endings now so like i said earlier this game has five different endings um i'm gonna go through these endings how how we go through them in the speed run uh, but you can get you can do these endings in whatever order you so choose. So, the workaholics curse, we'll call that. Well, I don't even call it anyone. Workaholics curse ending. So, at the start of four of the five of these endings, you're going to wake up from your cryo cryogenically frozen chamber, and then you're going to be presented two lockers you have to choose from. Um, four of the five times you're going to choose the, the left locker and you're going to grab the contents from the left locker. And, and as you grab the contents, you're going to be ambushed by a zombie. You have the option to stay and try and collect the stuff from the right locker or run away from the zombie. If you choose to stay and try to get something from the right locker, the zombie will attack you, hurt you, do a little bit of damage to you, but you do live. Uh, if you choose just to run away, you take no damage at all. So from there, you have one of you can do one of two two things. Number one, you can go to the right door and enter the lab, and then in the lab in the back right yeah back right corner, you can click on like this glass door and you'll enter basically like this hospital looking area. Where you'll fight a zombie. You kill the zombie, you'll get a bracelet from it, which gives you some weird visions. Uh, and then once you've got through all of that, you go back to the hallway you were just in. And then you take the left door, which is the bathroom. And then what you may want to do is just take your med kit, just for the sake of just being safe. Then you're going to click on the door with all of the leaking stuff underneath of it. You're going to fight a blob. Um, the blob is very easy to kill, but it will do some after effect after battle damage to you because it basically kind of like poisons you. Um, once you're done with that, you're going to go back out in the hallway and then in the bottom right corner of your screen there and go back a room. So when you kill this blob, it's going to give you a code. Uh, and what this code is, is that it's a code to a locked drawer on this desk that you're about to click on. Click on the desk. Put in the code, it'll, it'll say you want to use the code. You actually don't have to put in the code at all. The game automatically does it for you. And then you'll collect a key. So you'll want to go back into the hallway you were just in. Then you want to go straight ahead. And then you don't want to click on the elevator. The elevator is death. Uh, if you go to the right, you're just presented with another long hallway. We'll talk about that, that in a minute. And on the left, you have a locked door, which if you use the key, you walk up the steps, you can talk to a mutant. The mutant's going to ask you a bunch of questions. Just agree to him. He's going to put you back, basically back into a lab. 
Um, you can kill the doctor. He's like, hey, hey, you want to work for me? You say, yeah, game over. You get workaholics curse. The other way to approach this ending is to go straight. So in the after you've collected the contents, ran away from the zombie, instead of going to any of the rooms on the right or left, just go straight ahead. And then when you have the stairs, the elevator, or go right, you want to choose right. Then you want to choose the far back room at the end of the hallway. And then you want to choose the far back window at the end of that room. And what you're going to do is that you're going to fight a bear. A mutant bear. And this bear is going to whoop your rear end. But you will win the fight. I promise. Um, once you kill the bear, the bear is going to drop a sedation pill. Take the sedation pill. You're going to fall asleep. And you're going to wake up in, in the lab. Uh, kill the doctor. Agree to the guy. GG. Uh, that's Workaholic's Curse. Now, the Corporation Cog is an interesting one. Um, you might actually have to get the bracelet for the second part of the of what I just said. I can't remember off the top of my head. You might have to get the bracelet. I don't think you do, though. The second ending, or the other end, one of the other endings is called Corporation's Cog. So again, you're going to choose the left, left locker and go into the hallway. From here, you're basically repeating what we did in the prior ending. Go to the right, kill a zombie, get the bracelet. Go to the left, kill the blob, get the code. Go back. Get the key from the locked desk. Go to the steps. Talk to the mutant. Agree with the mutant. Go to the lab. Kill the doctor this time or no don't kill scare scare the doctor this time and the mutant's gonna go ah oh, just what i thought you you couldn't stomach working here and he's gonna throw a work collar onto you and you're stuck there forever um the other way of doing this ending as well is very similar again to the previous ending we just talked about you're gonna go you're gonna take the left locker straight down go right straight back click on the bear room again kill the bear take the pill do not kill the doctor scare him and you'll get the the collar slapped back on you again um if you're wondering why i'm giving you two ways to approach the first two endings number two is how we do it in the speed run <laughs> um the next ending is called flip your desk so with this ending here, you get to, yeah. With this ending here, you have to fight the mutant at the end instead of accepting his offer to be a worker. So the way this ending works, and this one, I only have one path for this one. Once you take the contents out of the left locker, you want to go into, it doesn't matter which room you go into first, either the left or the bathroom or the lab. It doesn't matter. I always like to go to the, to the right room first. Um, but for this ending, we don't need the blob at all. So what we're going to do is that we are going to go into the right room or into the lab. We're going to fight the zombie and kill it and get the bracelet. You're going to walk out, go down the hallway, go to the right, and go back down that long hallway where that bear is. Before you fight the bear, make sure you take your med kit. So press start, eat your med kit, 
fight the bear, kill the bear, take the pill, wake up in the lab, kill the doctor. Now, this is where you got to be careful where you're mashing A. So the doc or the mutant is going to ask you if you want to work for him. And it's going to say work for work for mutant or fight him. And you want to choose fight him. Then you're going to go into a fight sequence. He's a very, very easy guy to fight. You'll kill him. There's no more weird mutant corporation happening. And that is the end of that ending. Telekinetic escape. This is probably my favorite ending. So with this ending here, this ending is achieved by killing the mutant before even going back into the lab. Um, so what you're going to do with this ending is you're going to choose the contents in the left locker. Then you're going to go either left or right. If we Let's go left. Change of pace here. We go left into the bathroom. We fight the blob. Kill the blob. And then we go... Then we go in and to the right room. We don't do not use your med kit yet. Do not use your med kit. Go into the lab, fight the zombie, kill the zombie, get the bracelet. Okay. Then what you're going to do here is go and get the key from the locked desk. Use your med kit, go up the steps and talk to the mutant. The mutant's going to ask you if you want to join him or fight him. You're going to fight him on the second floor. You're going to wipe the floor with his candy ass. And then that is going to be the telekinetic escape. The final ending. The explosive escape. This is, in my opinion, probably the... For me, it was the hardest ending to find. So... What we need to do for this ending, when we wake up, we want to choose the right, the right locker. So here's the difference between the left and right locker. The left locker, both of them give you different key cards to access different rooms in the game. So when you choose the left locker, you can't get into certain rooms. Now, in order to trigger this ending, you have to choose the right locker because you need that key card. What you're going to do then is when you, once you chose the right locker, you're going to go into the hallway and you're going to go down where there's steps, elevator, and right. What you want to do is you want to go right. Then instead of going into the far back room where you've been going, there's a room to the left of it that you can finally click and get into. It'll be unlocked with your key card. You'll see something that looks like a window air conditioner. Click that, blow it up, break it, whatever it is. Grab the contents from us, from inside of it. You'll take a little bit of damage. That's fine. Then what you want to do is you want to go back. Then you want to go to the room with the locked desk. Now, we don't care about that desk at all because we just got some C4. So we get explosives from that broken air conditioner. And what we want to do is that we are going to click the elevator where the lock, where the locked desk is, not the elevator by the stairs. If you click the elevator by the stairs, you're going to die by a bunch of mutant bats and you can't defend yourself. So you want to make sure you click the elevator by the locked desk. 
And then once you arm it with the explosives that you get, the mutants come back, what are you doing? And then you can just basically ignore him. That'll be an option. And then the place is going to explode. You're going to end up outside, and you have a choice to either check the mutant's body or walk away. No matter which decision you choose, you have to fight the mutant. Mutant is a really easy fight. Once you kill him, you walk off into the into the sunset to never see that place again. And that is all five endings to Cryohazard. Now, when I talk about the death, when we talked about the deaths earlier, it's like those are five endings. And this sounds kind of, you know, expansive to get into those five endings. If you do something out of those order, typically, you're going to die. <laughs> like you'll find a USB stick and you'll put it into a computer and then you'll activate it, open up all the doors, and mutant animals will kill you. Uh, you forget to heal, then something will kill you. You go into the elevator, and something will kill you. There's always something around the corner ready to kill you if you go out of out of line. So, with that said, talk about the cover art for this game. Cover art for this game is hella cool. Hella cool. I wish, I wish Burst Air would make this into like a poster or something. Like a glow-in-the-dark poster. This thing is sick looking. So it's bright neon green. Like it's bright Game Boy green. And front bottom is you the player that just came out of the cryo chamber and right above your head it says cryohazard with the z-a-r-d kind of like melting and gooping a little bit and then like in the back and like from left from left to right in like a, a half circle you can see like some of the enemies that you would encounter or see during the game like even the bear makes an appearance in here like this poster if you if you printed it the way that it looks right now, but then put some like UV ink in where like the bright green places are for like the outline, that poster would look sick. It's such a good, good cover art. Oh man, it's one of the it is one of the best if if not the best homebrew cover art I have seen. Just saying. And with that, we're going to take another quick short break. When I come back, we're going to talk about the speed run a little bit, as I do or have speed ran this game, and I am technically the world record holder right now, too. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that, and we'll also have our very scripted outro.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that jam. That song is called Exploration. Again, if you go to burstair.bandcamp.com, you can grab that album. It is one of those choose your price types of types of deals. So, the speed run. So right now, there's only one run up on the leaderboard because I it's I I have a hard time posting stuff to speedrun.com. It's not because I don't like speedrun.com. It's because I forget about it. Um, but there is one run right now on the leaderboard from pool mate, uh, matrix, pool matrix with a time of 10 Oh eight, all endings. Um, I have a time of nine Oh one in all endings unsubmitted. Uh, maybe I'll submit that before the RGL horror marathon. We'll see, but I do have a nine Oh one recorded waiting for submission. Um, but the speed run. So the speed run is literally what I went over uh, in the earlier segment of the podcast episode. However, this is a game that you can't do a lot of run ofs in one sitting because you have to mash the A button so much. And there is no point in the run where you stop mashing. Uh, it is basically 10 minutes of pure a mashing to get through the game um, and understanding where to menu when you need to menu. Uh, probably one of the coolest things that you can do for the speedrun in this is actually buffer your D-pad inputs for the cursor. So as you're loading into the another screen or another room, you can actually, if you know where you need to put the cursor, you can actually start moving that cursor right away as soon as that screen it's starting to fade in. Uh, so you can actually buffer your inputs quite a bit. It actually saves a lot of time to do that as well, too. So um, as far as the speedrun goes, it's a very easy speedrun to get into. Uh, if you're very good, if you're good at mashing, you're going to be good at speedrunning this game. Let me tell you what. So, but uh, yeah, I want to see more names on this goddamn leaderboard. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Community events coming up. So uh, let me pull up my Dis Discordian here. So we have a few things coming up here. We have Halloween Horror Marathon from Retro Gaming Life TV, RGL, on October 27th through the 29th, weekend long event. Uh, looks like the list isn't quite out yet. Nope, not quite out yet. Um, I submitted Cryohazard, Sapphire, and Shiny. And one other game. I forgot what it was now. Um, so we'll see if those get in. I, and depending on when this, this episode goes out, the marathon may already be over. So um, We also have the SNES Sprint, November 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a... Five, get five Super Nintendo game race uh, where they will be playing F-Zero, Hook, Super Buster Bros, Magical Poppin', and Super Castlevania 4. So if you are interested in any of that shenanigans, that will be happening November 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Then we also will have the Feed the Kids Marathon, November 24th through November 26th. 
Registration is open for this, so please submit your games. This is for an amazing cause. We want to make sure that this charity is is well represented, funded. We want to make sure that everyone has a great holiday season or the be- best holiday season we can possibly give them. Um, on top of that, keep your eyes open for the Conots. We will have Conots. We have at least one Conot every month. Uh, October will be a bit different with Ghoul School and Castlevania. Uh, November, we need to find a weekend, an open weekend for one, but we'll find one. Don't you, don't you worry. <laughs> um, let's see here. Power up a pride, you guys guess? Oh yeah, we got a volunteer. All right, so Winter Pride 2023. Uh, submissions have been extended by a week. This was 10-6, so... Submissions will be closed by time uh, this episode comes out, but Winter Pride 2023 will be uh, happening this year. It looks like they will be going from let me pull this up real quick December 14th to December 18th. So keep your eyes open for that very very awesome marathon ran by some really really awesome people. Let's see, I know Midwest Speed Fest. I think there's something. There's a, they have a fall frenzy, typically. I'm trying to find a game list for it. Yeah, here it is. So they use Midwest Speed Fest usually puts on a fall frenzy. And that will be happening. October 12th through October 15th. So probably another marathon that will be over by the time this episode comes out. And there's a bunch more marathons happening, honestly, throughout the rest of the rest of the year. We are very much in charity, um, charity marathon season right now. Game's done quick. I know... There's the, the GDQX at TwitchCon October 20th on the, in the 22nd. Uh, that game list is actually available now. And let's see if there's any... Anything. Oh, Pepsi. Of course, Pepsi, man. Pokemon Pearl. Ooh, Silent Hill 2. That's a good game. Oh, wow. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions on the DS. That's actually a super good game, too. Um, yeah, that's really, really about it. Um, yep. And then awesome games done quick. AGDQ 2024 will be January 14th january 21st this one will be in pittsburgh pennsylvania benefiting the prevent cancer foundation so if you are in the pa area keep your eyes and ears open for that one and if you're wanting to attend they're actually super fun to attend i may have my gripes with with gdq a little bit but the events themselves are super cool to attend uh, i went to sgdq 2023 and aside from some of the local riffraff that was happening, 
it was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, they definitely still take COVID protocol very serious. So if you are, if you are one of those that are, if you are one of the people that are that is worried of catching COVID or the flu or the cold or any any type of contagious illness like that. Um, they definitely do a lot of spray downs. Um, they probably will have people mask up again in the air in the uh, in the areas where people are. Um, there's a lot of sanitize. There's a lot of like sanit sanitization uh, areas to like clean your hands and whatnot. Uh, I thought GDQ actually did a, a very nice job accommodating for uh, a, a mass public. Uh, how do you put it nice? A mass public uh, petri dish, right? <laughs> but uh, I thought they did a very nice job. I know we've had. I know they were really. I know, well, not really. They were pretty loose with the mask rules or the mask mandate to start the event. But uh, we had a few people there uh, catch COVID or got sick, so then the mask mandate tightened up pretty quick, which was fine. I had no no issues, no qualms with that at all. I'm, uh, as much as I, I don't, I personally just don't like wearing masks because they make my face itchy, but if I'm going to be in an area where it requires a mask, I'll, I'll, I'll suffer through it for a little bit. Because uh, you don't have to stay in the spot forever, right? There, no one's forcing you to sit in that chair for... 12 hours a day like you want to go hang out with some friends for a few hours and you go outside and pop off the mask like it's not a big deal people don't got to make a big deal about it just follow the rules a little bit suck up your pride you'll be fine um yeah i think that's it for marathons right now in a way like i said there's probably a ton going on right now because like i said we're kind of in chair charity season um so keep your eyes open on that Typically, I don't even know what to Twitter? Is it called X? Whatever you want to call it now. Um, that Blue Sky site, I think a lot of people are going to now. So keep your eyes open over there if, if you're over there. Um, Discord, obviously. So, um, And yeah, I know there's no questions for this because this is literally a spur of the moment on the fly episode to try and uh, fill some of the void that we've uh, left a little bit. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure something maybe will get talked about in a very small dose, but, um, we appreciate everyone's patience. Honestly, it was a unforeseen issue that occurred and it's nothing life-threatening. It's nothing serious. It's just... There are some things that in our personal lives that we needed to take care of and um, we needed to put a, we needed to put priority and focus on ourselves before um, our projects just we had we had to live life a little bit life hit us a little bit and we had to we had to respond and the response was we had to put the the podcast a little bit on a hiatus, uh, a little bit late coming out with some other projects, but we'll push through, we'll persevere, we'll be back in full strength. Um, 
Mo will be back in full strength. I'll be back in full strength. Legs will be back in full strength if she's not busy breaking arcade sticks trying to play Sailor Moon. Um, like I said, we all just had to take a... It basically came down to life happened. We had to take a break. Let's sort our life out first. Because if we try to keep making content, if we tr- keep trying to do the podcast while this stuff is happening in our lives, it's not going to be a very good product at the end of the day. So that's all there is to it. The podcast isn't going anywhere. Glenn and I are still on very good terms. We're still very good friends. Nothing happened between us. Just like I said, life, life happened to hit us in different ways. And we had to respond to it in different ways. Um, Legs is still with us. Legs is still very good friends with Glenn and I. So, but yeah, with that, if you have thoughts and suggestions for the podcast, please let us know. Uh, Like I said, I know we've been in a little bit of a hiatus, but if you would like to hop on the podcast sometime, like if you're a game creator or you, if you're a game creator or uh, hell, I would even say like a collector um, a game composer. If you have some sort of affiliation with video games, specific, hopefully Game Boy, but I'll kind of take whatever. Um, hit us up. I would. I love interviewing people. Love it. Some of my favorite episodes is interviewing uh, some of the developers for these homebrew games. So, um, hit hit me up in a way. If 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 anything, we'll do a quote unquote light episode where we just have some banter about the game. So I'm okay with that too. Um, you can find me, E Bloody Candy, on Twitch, Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it, TikTok, uh, and YouTube. And I've recently started posting YouTube clips and TikToks based off of stuff on the stream. So there's actually content going up on there soon. So um, go ahead and check that out. The most recent one is like a Super Mario Switch or something like that mess up. It's actually kind of comical. You can find my awesome, wonderful uh, co-host, Mula, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. On Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, He also has an Instagram where you can see some of his comic books and stuff like that. Then our awesome, wonderful producer, Sprinty Legs. You can see Sprinty Legs. uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch and Twitter. Legs on YouTube. And make sure to check out her project website, www.sprintylegs.com where you can find the Game Boy manual database that we have been working on. And she finally approved a bunch of manuals, so it's a little bit up to date now. (laughs) Um, We do have a Patreon. Uh, If you want to be a patron, uh, we do have tiers. We need to go through that stuff again. Some of the tiers are a little dated. Some of the the subscription stuff is a little dated. But we do have a patron if you do want to support the the podcast. PayPal, it's a thing. Just let us know if you use it. I I, I hate PayPal. Um, we have a merch store. So uh, merch.thisisgameboy.com. Grab yourself a shirt, uh, coffee mug. I know we're looking at stickers. Glenn, I know you're going to listen to this episode. 
I know we're looking at stickers. So hopefully there's stickers coming soon. <laughs> um, maybe we'll get some patches. I don't know. These more than a t-shirt and a coffee cup. That's all I'm saying. All right. It's getting colder outside. Maybe we can get like a scarf or something. I don't know. Um, some socks. <laughs> some, this is Game Boy socks. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. With that, thank you all again for listening to the podcast. Thank you all again for the patience while we fix some real life stuff happening. Thank you all again for just being extremely supportive of Glenn and myself and legs while we this while we've pushed through this podcast. We've been doing this podcast now for five years, six years. Now we've been doing it for a while. Um, I lost track. It's been a while. It's been a trip. But, um, yeah, we appreciate you all listening, talking to us, hanging out in Discord. I know the Discord has been a little quiet recently. Um, just know that we appreciate you all. We like you all. And um, we'll talk to you all real soon. Don't. The next game is probably going to be Operation C, unless I have to do another light to try and fill the void. But let's hope it's going to be Operation C with both Mullah and myself. Until next time, y'all. If I don't get to talk to you before Halloween, have a very safe and happy Halloween. And we'll see you in November. See y'all. Game Boy collecting Game Boy. This is Game Boy, a Game Boy podcast. You get where I'm going with this.